Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Oh, that's not what I wanted to play. It is the Rob Carson Show. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, it is the Rob Carson. This is what I wanted to play. So, admittedly, I'm pretty proud of the fact that with a Democratic president, a Democratic House, and a Democratic Senate, we were able to achieve, through this omnibus spending bill, essentially all of our priorities. Mitch McConnell is not a good or decent human being. Mitch McConnell does not have your best interests at heart. Mitch McConnell is nothing more than a swamp-dwelling turtle. And you should contact Congress today, and you should say no to the omnibus spending bill. That's what you should do. You should say no. Because right now, what they're doing, what, the, what, the, what they're trying to do right now, um, is to uh, rule against the will of the American people, which they've been doing forever. They want to continue the same old, same old. Here's a number. It's 202-224-3121. 202-224-3121. That's the, uh, that's the switchboard at the Capitol. Call politely and uh, get a hold of your senator and say, uh, don't pass this because I've got a cut. I can't afford this. I can't afford that. I've had to suffer through. Maybe you maybe lost your business. Maybe you had your restaurant shut down. Maybe you had your health club shut down. Maybe your kid has been out of school for, went out of school for two years and is suffering dramatically. And yet Washington, D.C. just acts like a same old, same old, same old stuff. Same old stuff. Unbelievable. Former President Donald Trump in a poll Versus Ron DeSantis. Now, Newsmax is doing a poll. I mentioned this earlier. And if you want to text EVENT to 39747, do that, okay? And you can vote that way if you haven't had You see other polls, and I've got a couple polls I'm going to share with you in a second here. Before I get into the uh, the FBI stuff, because there's a bunch of stuff there. And nobody has done more work on it than, well, me. And I've done a lot of work on it. Let me just put it that way. So anyway, anyway, uh, just text EVENT to 39747. Let your voices be heard. Tune into Newsmax, of course. And uh, check out my weekend show, of course, tonight. You'll see the usual lineup, including the great Rob Schmidt, Greg uh, Kelly. Uh, text event to 39747 and vote in the Newsmax poll whether should uh, Trump should, uh, should be the candidate. I uh, personally, you know, doesn't even matter what I think, but right now Donald Trump's the only candidate, and Donald Trump proved that he could be a very good president, and Donald Trump has a lot to, be, uh, uh, to do yet in Washington, D.C., and this whole, uh, I don't know, Twitter investigation shows that Donald Trump most likely should be in the White House right now. I know I shouldn't say that because, you know, you're supposed to move on, even though there's now evidence showing that the uh, FBI was working hand and foot to keep him out of office in 2016 and 2020, Hmm. including a whole lot of electioneering. McLaughlin Associates uh, sampled 480 GOP primary voters from December 9th through the 14th. Finding that, are you ready for this? What? 48% support Donald Trump. Huh? He holds a 15-point advantage over his closest potential uh, competitor, Ron DeSantis, whom 23% of respondents support. Then comes uh, Mike Pence in third place. He'll never be the president. And if he becomes the candidate, Trump supporters won't vote for him. I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to I'm just going to tell you. That's the where we are right now. We're not going to vote because, you know, what, you know, like Mitt Romney. Ain't going to happen again. We're not going back to Mitt Romney. We're not going back to Mike Pence. Ain't going to happen. 
Liz Cheney? <laughs> I'd laugh at you. She'd be maybe, maybe a VP on a Democrat ticket. So anyway, uh, Mike Pence, third place, 5%, and then Liz Cheney at 4%. Like, really? Like, how many Cheneys are there, I guess? You know, whatever. Uh, and then, of course, you go all the way down to 3% with uh, you, you, Nikki Haley. Really? I, I think we're kind of over Nikki Haley, right? I mean, can we move on to Christy Nome? Carrie Lake, can we can we move on to some other women who are like really awesome and powerful, other than Nikki Haley, who was a United Nations ambassador? I mean, it's really great and everything, but honestly, they kind of moved on. Mitt Romney at about one percent. <laughs> He's never going to be the president. Never going to be the president. Uh, but there you go. Uh, we're supposed to be leaving Donald Trump in the rearview mirror. By the way, everything that has happened, by the way, everything that has happened, in, including the last seven years, has been to defeat Donald Trump, including the raid on Mar-a-Lago, which we now know was nothing more than a blank search warrant, uh, unwarranted at all, uh, and has found nothing. There were all sorts of promises. He stole nuclear secrets. It was a lie. And then you got this January 6th committee, which is referring charges that are completely worthless. And now they're going to unleash his, uh, his tax returns, even though New York is uh, literally every year. I don't know, for like the last 40 years, has uh, literally um, had him audited, and it's always nothing. So we'll get to that here very shortly. But uh, people are still going to vote for Donald Trump. It's kind of weird, right? Not ready to move on to DeSantis Claus. Here comes DeSantis Claus. Here comes DeSantis Claus. He's the next big thing. Nothing against Ron. He's great. The media pretends to like him. His praises, they all say. 2028. It makes me sick because it's a trick to get Trump out. Of the way. This is Jim Gossett. If he beats Don, they'll turn on Ron. They'll support DeSantis no way. Of course. Oh, here comes DeSantis Claus. Here comes DeSantis Claus. He's got lots of fans. Our rhinos act like they support him, but they've got other plans. Oh, yeah. They'll try to use him, then abuse him. The goal is ruining Trump. Of course. They prefer a wimp like Pence and a Santa's Claus they will die. <laughs> we better stick with Trump. See, there's a thing called loyalty, right? There's a thing called loyalty. There's a uh, there's a thing called uh, Donald Trump did what we asked him to do. I know I'm sounding like a Donald Trump sycophant here. But now, you know, uh, listen, um, I think most of us who support him... Um, you know, there were there was a rally of 25,000 people the week before the midterms. That fire is still there, hasn't been put out. They keep trying to put it out, it ain't working. It's not working. And the reason being is we've had 50 years of posers in Washington, D.C., and they've never done anything. They uh, kept promising they were going to get rid of O.V. Wade and all that. The only man who said he was going to do it, they got it done, was Donald Trump. The only president who actually made Jerusalem, recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, is uh, who the left call a gigantic anti-Semite. <laughs> Donald Trump. Abraham Accords should have gotten him a Nobel Peace Prize. Donald Trump. What has Ron DeSantis done? Well, until about a month ago, he was a freshman governor. And while I think that he could step into the role as the nation's chief administrator, I, I'm, I'm saying Donald Trump right now. That's what I'm saying. I saw this this morning. I, I was looking on Wikipedia. Wikipedia, which is normally a joke, but this is a kind of, I guess, non-political. Uh, propaganda in the Soviet Union was a practice of state-directed communication to promote class conflict and internationalism. Well, that's kind of what's going on here, right? 
I mean, we've, we're going to do this. Uh, the, everybody's looking at this new world order kind of thing. And they're also doing the class conflict, the race conflict, the religion conflict, all of that separating us on all sorts of ways, the sex conflict, the uh, gender identity conflict. You know, you see what I mean here? The main Soviet censorship body was called Glavlit, was employed not only to eliminate any undesirable printed materials, but also to ensure that the uh, correct ideological spin was put on every published item. Kind of like what? The FBI did with Twitter and Facebook, and it looks like it may be Instagram and YouTube and the mainstream media. I told you. Disinformatia. Disinformatia. They literally took it from the history books because they know that our universities aren't teaching history anymore. Under Stalinism, deviation from the dictates of official propaganda was punished by execution and labor camps. After you got out of the labor camp, they had punitive measures like uh, punitive psychiatry, you need to be re-educated. Prison, January the 6th. Denial of work. Man, there's a whole lot of that, isn't there? A whole lot of denial of, at work. Conservative voices are censored. How many conservative, I mean, A-list conservative actors are there in Hollywood? Chances are, if you are at work, and you are a conservative, unless you live in a very, very Republican area like I do, you don't say a thing about your politics. If you live in a place like Washington, D.C., you don't dare put a Trump bumper sticker on your car unless you want it keyed or your tires slit. That's what we are going through. Denial of work. I told you, we are going through what I consider to be a uh, conservative apartheid. It is a conservative apartheid, and it's been going on for a very long time. About a month before the Hunter Biden laptop story, high-ranking social media representatives and journalists participated in a training exercise to prepare for a possible data leak about the Bidens. That's interesting, because you see, the FBI knew about the Biden Hunter Biden laptop since 2019. They knew it was all legit, and it would throw the election and even 21% of Democrats said that would have changed the how they vote, and they voted for Joe Biden. So anyway, they, this is according to the Daily Caller and journalist uh, Michael Schellenberger, who's, uh, who's been working with uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, organized by the Aspen Institute, which is a left-wing think tank that took in $160 million in 2019. Media outlets, social media companies took part in the tabletop exercise referring to a hack-and-dump operation that was titled the Burisma Leak. Yeah, Burisma, that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. Relating to Hunter Biden, the goal is to shape how the media covered it and how social media carried it. According to Michael Schellenberger, the exercise detailed potential daily news breaks such as leak posted by hypothetical website called Biden Crimes Info. So they're literally telling, well, they would never commit a crime, but these people who are pushing government disinformation and misinformation, they might. So, you know, there could be a website called Biden Crime Info. On day four of the hypothetical story, President Trump at the podium pumps his fist as the crowd chants, lock him up. 
On day five, the hypothetical statement from the National uh, Director of National Intelligence states that no reason to believe the story is a forgery or Russian disinformation with Biden dismissing the story on day seven as dirty tricks by Vladimir Putin. This is part of the exercise. Other hypotheticals are eerily close to actual events such as two former senior intelligence officials disagreeing with the intelligence director's statement. The exercise carries all the way to the top and through the second presidential debate. Attending the exercise and leading the way was Vivian Schiller. Who is Vivian Schiller? The former CEO of NPR. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, and then she became the head of news at Twitter. She was joined by Yoel Roth, who was fired as the head of uh, site integrity, the head of the security policy at Facebook, Meta, national security reporters for the New York Times, Washington Post, and even the now-defunct Soros-backed First Draft News. That's what happened. They all got together because uh, they wanted to shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story and uh, throw the election. Now, I want to mention this here real quick because a lot of people haven't said this. But after Hillary Clinton won, or or lost, I should say, in 2016, remember that? And everybody thought she was going to win. The FBI thought she was going to win. They even created up a a Russia collusion hoax, and and, uh, and they went to a FISA court, and they they surveilled the Trump campaign transition team and presidency. But after that election was lost, they created a national election command post. And they were going to control the narrative on the 2020. It's kind of funny, right? No, not really. Not really. Yeah, they did a whole bunch of this stuff. They had, they had two actual organizations. One of them was the National Election uh, Command Post. I'm trying to find the other one. I had another one here. I'll get to it in a second. But there were uh, a Twitter's partner support portal used by elites to uh, eliminate any info challenging the Fauci-approved COVID narrative, among other things. Yeah, and they had 80 agents. Twitter had 80 agents on the payroll from the FBI. And your tax dollars paid for it to the tune of over $3 million. And 115 worked at Facebook. Unreal. I've got more. Here's your uh, here's the number. And Mick, you hold on. You'll be next. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Time to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's The Rob Carson Show. We got somebody from West Virginia calling. It's uh, it's Mick. Hi, Mick. How you doing? Uh, Merry Christmas, my friend. What's going on? Well, have blessed Christmas or blessed Christmas. Okay, I've got two things. Yes. Number one, um, the Republicans need to tell you know the Senate. Look, there's no use passing this bill. Okay, this this omnibus thing. Uh, AOC said we're going to be dead in six years, anyways. You know, might as well just buy everybody for twelve year old. Okay. That's right. Second, second thing, a more serious note. McCarthy or whoever has the um, guts to be the spokesman for the Republican Party needs to get on camera, needs to address the Senate and the House and say, you want to take away our power of the purse? Then this is what we are going to do. When we get sworn in, nothing is going to get passed. It's going to be entirely investigations. We're going to tire how much the big guy got. We're going to you know, investigate Fauci's interest. We're going to investigate how much these guys got paid. You know, we're going to investigate Jill for practicing medicine without a license. Yeah. You know, we're going to investigate booty giggles for his parking tickets. 
everything is going to be an investigation. Yeah. Well, and, Kevin and, McCarthy and, and, Kevin McCarthy has already threatened to block bills from Republican senators. Axos this morning is saying GOP senators brush off, quote, silly McCarthy budget threat. Which is what I well, kind of figured. That's what I kind of figured that that's what would happen. So it's whether or not McCarthy thought it would actually work or he's just trying to get ahead of it because he, he wants to be the Speaker of the House. You know, so who the hell knows? It's, 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 that's, that's all lip service, okay? No. I know. You've got to threaten them. You've, oh, yes, sir. You, yeah, but you've got to threaten them. You know, yeah. there's going to be investigations. And you know what? We're going to go on prime time, too, except our stuff is going to have something behind it, you yeah. know? Our investigations are going to be investigating, you know, true corruption, not, you know, Uncle Benny getting up there or talking about, oh, back when I was a kid in Mississippi. Well, you know, know, Mick, I I do believe the American people want to hold Congress accountable. It's whether or not Congress is going to listen to them. And and who the hell knows about Kevin McCarthy? One minute you hear one thing, one minute you hear the other. I know that people would throw their support behind somebody they could trust, like maybe Steve Scalise, like like maybe, uh, well, Ron Johnson, you know, somebody like that. But, you know, uh, this is what we have to deal with. Even even Donald Trump has kind of said, ah, you know, give it to McCarthy, give him a shot. So, hell, I don't even know, Mick. And I got to tell you, you know, as much as we caterwaul and yell and everything about this uh, omnibus spending bill that, that, you know, most Americans are against. I, I, I just have a bad feeling they ain't going to listen to us. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm really disappointed to see that. I know I am too, man. I'm sick and damn tired of it. Manchin, you know, yeah. voted for it in West Virginia. You know, it's inexcusable. Well, let me ask you about this. Uh, you, you live in West Virginia. Does, yes, does Joe Manchin have anybody fooled? Um, you know what? I was... I, I spend a lot of time on, on, you know, the forums on MSN, you know, I'm kind of like a, you know, posting and stuff like that. And I was, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Democrat, but I vote Republican. And I, I was such a, you know, the way he stood up for a while, I was such a fan and such a supporter of Manchin. I mean, I didn't vote for him for, for, for governor or anything like that, but, you know, I really supported him. And when he folded like a like a card table, I said, "That's it, that's it." You know, I think there's a guy called uh, either Mooney or Trump that's going to be running against him. You know, uh, it's time for me to vote straight ticket again, and it's, it's going to be Republican. You know, I'm, yeah, Mick, I, I understand, and I got to tell you, I'm I'm uh, the thing about him is that you know a lot of people think he's some sort of a, a blue dog Democrat. He really isn't. Um, uh, he he voted for Obamacare. He was down with that. He uh, said that he was going to go against uh, Joe Biden's new Green Deal, and he just basically kicked that down, kicked that count down the road. He paid off his cronies and ultimately voted for the Inflation Reduction Act, which was essentially the new Green Deal, slightly pared down a little bit. So he is a he is a not a blue dog Democrat. I'd venture to say maybe he's a blue ball Democrat. Maybe there's well, a maybe there's a category for thing. that. <laughs> what? Here's another thing about about Mansion. Okay. Uh, EpiPens. You've heard of those? Yes, real quick. And, all right. The, the price of those have skyrocketed. His his daughter is the CEO of that company. Of the EpiPen company. Yeah, well, yes. I know there's been a lot of talk about that. They were going to put his wife in charge of $1 billion uh, in the state for the, uh, the department that she works for and all that stuff. But, yeah, I, I don't trust the guy, not one little bit. Um, all right, so more on what's going on with regard to uh, the FBI and Twitter. And uh, two organizations that were actually created by the FBI to change the election in 2020. That's coming up on The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere, guys. 
impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. One of the things that the Twitter files has unveiled, I mean officially, it's uh, codified it, for lack of a better term, is that the government lies to you about everything. Everything. Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia now dramatically revising federal government estimates from the U.S. uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics. Earlier this year, from March to June, remember when Joe Biden had a uh, praise uh, praise Jesus pass the mashed potatoes moment, said that the the, uh, Biden administration has added a million jobs, a million jobs. The BLS is a department of the uh, uh, division of the Department of Treasury estimated net job growth at one million forty seven thousand in the second quarter. Pretty cool, right? And I I think I said, uh, yeah, sure, yeah. It means that more people are getting a second and third job. I was right about that, by the way. Turns out (laughs) job growth was flat. 10,500 jobs added. What else are they lying to us about, guys? Because they're changing policy. Uh, they're, They're raising interest rates because, you know, the job market is so high. They are. They're raising interest rates. They've raised interest rates a couple points. Now your uh, your mortgage that was maybe seventeen hundred dollars is twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, wrong by a million jobs is outrageous, according to Senator Rick Scott. That's what he tweeted. He said that Joe Biden's uh, administration has been lying to the American people about our economy to prop up his failed agenda, and I won't stand for it. I'm requesting an immediate meeting with the head of the BLS. We need answers now. President Biden uh, cooked the books like this on the jobs report <clears throat> in the home stretch of the midterm elections, according to Lee Zeldin. Kind of weird. I kind of like what they did with everything before uh, the midterm elections and uh, the 2020 election. Since July, the White House has claimed that dur- during the second quarter of uh, fiscal year 2022, the economy generated $375,000 uh, new jobs a month, record setting job creation. But Enter 2022, and economic growth in the first two quarters under the Biden administration is in the negatives, showing a staggering decrease from the year prior, according to uh, to a roll call. And, and Corinne Jean-Pierre, she said, we have created nearly 10 million jobs since President Biden took office, which is the fastest growth in history. No, no, that was a lie. But, but she kind of has a habit of, uh, of lying, doesn't she? Yeah, here she is actually uh, telling us that the border is not open, by the way. It would be wrong to think that the border is open. It is not open. And I just want to be very, very clear about that. Yeah, yeah. every time that they're very clear on something, it means that they are very, very opaque. And they're lying to you about everything. Because this is what an MSNBC reporter said this morning. We were even able to see, as of last night, a lot of migrants just crossing. And migrants I spoke to this morning saying they haven't had any interaction with U.S. immigration authorities. They just walked right in. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Yep. That's the way it is. And the FBI, after 2016, I had mentioned this, they created this uh, uh, National Election Command Post. Yeah. And uh, they censored, for instance, right-side broadcasting two days before the 2022 midterms, among other things. Matt Taibbi says that uh, Twitter is an FBI subsidiary. Federal uh, intelligence and law enforcement uh, uh, reach into Twitter included the DHS, which partnered with security contractors, thinks tanks to pressure Twitter to moderate content. They also created a, a special media-focused task force known as the FTIF. Yeah, on top of that, that uh, 
election group. They did. Created in the wake of the 2016 election. 80 agents and and corresponded with uh, Twitter to uh, identify alleged foreign influence and election tampering of all kinds. They had 80 agents working in Twitter. In Twitter. In Twitter. Employed by Twitter. Paid by you and me. That's how bad it got. I mean, this is really ridiculous. And, And the mainstream media is saying this is all nonsense. Where is it? Hold on. This is, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. Yeah. Washington Post is slamming Elon Musk as a vindictive hypocrite. As it declares, the FBI files are a nothing burger. Okay. That's, can we move on from that expression? How about a nothing grilled cheese sandwich? Maybe. Yeah. In an article published on Friday, uh, reporter Will Oramus slammed Musk for getting uh, Barry Weiss, uh, Matt Taibbi, and Michael Schellenberger to release the documents while suspending accounts he disagreed with. No, he just, dis- he just suspended people who doxed him. That's what he did. But uh, everybody is in here. They're saying nothing to see here, nothing to see here, move on. But uh, that's not the case because Twitter colluded with the Pentagon. This is uh, Twitter Files 8, by the way. Twitter colluded with Pentagon to run a network of fake accounts around the world, including AI-created deep fakes, despite publicly claiming to delete government-backed propaganda. What did I say earlier? This is just like the uh, Soviet censorship body, Glavlit. And I said yesterday on social media, <laughs> the FBI was was Pravda, but worse. And, and it was. It was beyond just Pravda. Pravda is just a state-run news agency. This is the government being involved with big social media to direct the narrative using a massive company with massive reach to spread legit propaganda for the government and pay for it which is illegal. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, who's known for lying, including saying just two days ago that the border was closed, which clearly was a lie, but here she is talking about FBI collusion. Um, the latest Twitter files show that the intelligence community was actively involved in discrediting the Hunter Biden laptop story. Does it bother the president and those at the White House that a government agency like the FBI... Of course not, because we were behind it was involved in suppressing a legitimate news story. Yeah, I'm just going to refer you to the FBI. I'm not going to comment from here. That is what they call uh, passing the buck, passing the buck. Twitter worked with the Pentagon to promote a series of fake accounts claiming to be people based in the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. The revolution, the revelation comes in the latest all of the Twitter files, uh, this time being published by Lee Fang, a San Francisco-based reporter. Twitter quietly aided the Pentagon's covert online PSYOP campaign. In a time frame spanning at least the years 2017 to 2020, the work was done to bolster 52 accounts tweeting in Arabic, which promoted U.S. policies in the Middle East. Twitter worked with the Pentagon to promote fake accounts in the Middle East, which praised U.S. policy. policy. It has emerged despite the social media company insisting that it made concerted efforts to detect and thwart government-backed platform manipulation. The collusion spanned at least four years from 2017 to 2020 and saw top Twitter executives liaise with military intelligence on a covert online PSYOP campaign, promoting accounts including one that claimed the U.S. drone bombings in Yemen killed only terrorists. Yeah, that's what they did. They covered up civilian deaths. This is, I mean, this is like Tom Clancy kind of stuff. This is, this is pure evil. Wow. Wow. 
Fang pointed to emails showing the cooperation with the Pentagon began at least five years ago. An official from the U.S. Command Control CENTCOM wrote to Twitter executives in July of 2017. Nathaniel Kaler asked the executive on the public policy team to approve the verification of one account and whitelist a list of Arab language accounts we use to amplify certain messages. That's propaganda. Kaler added that he was happy to promote more paperwork for, from his office, or SOCOM, the acronym for the United Special Operations Command. Among the accounts singled out professional, for preferential treatment was a since-deleted Yemen, Yemen current, which claimed the U.S. drone strikes were accurate and killed only terrorists, not those little children. Yeah, this is our, uh, this is our country. This is what we have become. The FBI paid Twitter $3.5 million of your tax money to do its bidding. Taxpayer money was used for processing requests from the Bureau amid Hunter Biden's censorship scandal as anger grows over secret state censorship of the American people. Emails show that Twitter's deputy counsel, Jim Baker, who used to work for the FBI and actually created the Russia collusion hoax in 2016 to throw the election toward Hillary Clinton. But how'd that work out? He met with feds for the top secret meeting a day before he said Hunter Biden's laptop should be banned. In response to the latest uh, Twitter files dump, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said this is going to be much bigger situation than people realize. And it is. This is a uh, former uh, former assistant director of the FBI, Terry Turchik, about uh, uh, the FBI, what they did with big social media and how it mirrored, I mean it mirrored, in fact they took the playbook from communism. The FBI is the agency of the U.S. government that stood between Twitter, a private company out in Silicon Valley, and essentially the White House and the rest of the government, the people in power. What did Twitter have? Twitter had a platform to get information out to the American public. By the way, a Twitter employee wrote in February 2020 that the company's safety, content, and law enforcement, the organization, the, the uh, group of people in the company that Elon Musk just eliminated, collected $3,400,000 in less than two years from the FBI for, quote, law enforcement-related projects. They paid for propaganda to Twitter so they would employ. 80 former FBI agents. And in this particular instance, they were going to, or could have, gotten information out on the Hunter Biden laptop. Who knows how history might have been changed had that happened. But on the other side of the FBI was the White House and people in power who didn't want that information out. And the FBI has long had, for decades in fact, relationships with Silicon Valley companies. That's part of what it does. It looks for hostile intelligence service activity in uh, areas of high tech like the Silicon Valley. But in this instance, the FBI wasn't looking for hostile intelligence actors. Really? The FBI was literally funding what we used to call in counterintelligence what? an active measures campaign. This is taking a page right out of the communist playbook. What? You mean like disinformatia and a disinformation bureau created by the DHS? And that is what they're doing. That is what they did. That is what they've covered up. It yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, by the way, Elon Musk said of these new emails, government paid Twitter millions of dollars to censor the public. 
Michael Schellenberger retweeted a quote from Ohio GOP Congressman Jim Jordan. I have concerns about whether the government was running a misinformation operation on We the People. And I think we could say, without a doubt, they were. But, you know, it even extended. Remember that big old letter that the 50 uh, uh, intelligence agents signed that said Hunter Biden's laptop was deaf, definitely misinformation, Russian misinformation and disinformation? And we now know the FBI knew it was legit from 2019. Here's what Terry Turchik had to say about that. And let me tell you and the, and the, the American public who else knew. The special agent in charge of the FBI San Francisco knew. He had to be in the loop, or she. The uh, unit chief back at FBI headquarters, the section chief. So you're saying that there's a chain of command and, uh, and all these people actually knew about it and played along, which would say that uh, corruption runs uh, deep and very long. That's kind of weird. Anyway, in the FBI. If at FBI headquarters, supervisors of squads, including the Palo Alto RA out in the Silicon Valley, they all knew what the FBI was doing. Huh. Just like the 51 signatories to the letter oh, about yeah. the Hunter Biden letter. Oh, yeah, they're those people. Taught being disinformation. All of them knew exactly what they were signing on to. All of these people yeah. need to be hauled before Congress mm-hmm. in a public session, yes. and they need to be asked questions. If they won't do that, you can haul them before you, and let's, let's have you ask them the key questions. All we need to know about those 51 signatories is simple. Who, who called you? Who told <laughs> you to sign this letter? For the FBI, it's even simpler. Look, we know what you're doing out here. We know that Silicon Valley companies don't even want you around that much. But in this case, they took your money and they, they did whatever you asked. It's because they had a, uh, an arrogance and a humorous, hubris about them. And uh, they didn't see Elon Musk purchasing the company and they thought they could get away with it. That's really what it's all about. Let's take a break and come back. It's the Rob Carson Show. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Michael Bublé. With the kids jingle belling and, and everyone, everyone telling you, be of good, good cheer. cheer. Yeah, I oh, sing a little. I do. I do. I enjoy singing. Much to the chagrin of my children. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're having a, a great Christmas uh, season and Hanukkah season. Today uh, is the 21st. We got uh, what? Today is uh, four calling birds, which nobody wants. Uh, nobody wants four calling birds. Let's go to uh, Don in Salinas, California. Or no, Salinas. Salinas. Hello, Don. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Hi, Rob. Yeah, I, I hope you play uh, this song by George Strait for Christ sake it's christmas it is a killer christmas song <laughs> okay it's, me... not a, it's actually not funny it's 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 a serious song and now what i wanted to call about was this the senate republicans can bring this omni budget to a stud horse stop and kick it into next year you need 51 senators to form a quorum there are not 51 democrats If the Republicans stay out of the Senate floor, they cannot form a quorum to do business. And if the Senate Republicans catalog, itemize, and disseminate to the public all of the corrupt ideological crap that's in this omni-budget and say this is why we're not even showing up, they will, in effect, kill this corrupt thing. 
and it will die a, it will die a quick death and they'll have to go back to the drawing board but uh what's his name uh, Yertle the turtle he yeah. doesn't have the guts to do it of course not. As corrupt as the Democrats. I mean, this guy's a slime ball. Just I know. It, it's to get along stuff. Yeah. It's uh, it's not having any balls is what it is. I'll just be honest with yeah. you. It's, it's just not having any balls. Yeah, honestly, the only people in this country, in this government these days, who really have balls are mostly the women. Honestly. Yeah. You know, mostly the women. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of a shame. I think it's a shame. Uh, and and Don, you know, I wish that what you uh, said would happen. But honestly, we don't know what the heck to believe anymore, do we? No, we don't. We optimistic? Don't. Are you optimistic? Don, if they had about 5 million people call Capitol today and say, don't vote, do you suppose that Mitch McConnell would reverse course and say, only got to do a temporary spending bill and forget the omnibus? No. He's ready to, that, that McConnell's always doing a slime ball deal. And my father told me a long time ago that the, what he hated about Republicans was they will snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory yeah. every time. I know, buddy, and it's been that way forever, hasn't it? I've been writing about this forever. I've been writing about this. I started writing for Limbaugh, you know, 1989. I've been writing about this forever, and guess what? Things have never gotten better, Don. It's just ridiculous. Thanks for the phone call. Here's a number of the Capitol switchboard if you'd like to chime in and say don't support this. 202-224-3121. I think we need another Christmas song. What do you think? I think we need another. Uh, I think we need another Christmas song because you know what? Uh, Christmas. I'm going to be off tomorrow. After tomorrow, I'm going to be uh, off for uh, the week after Christmas before New Year. So here's a new one from Jim Gossett about our president, whose brain doesn't work very well. Enjoy. Well, our president is forgetful. What? His time in office quite regretful. Really, man? How he got there, we'll never know. Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe. FBI. When he speaks, he mostly rambles. Nice. His sentences, he often scrambles. <laughs> this guy has got to go. Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe. When he's finally gone for good, I'll be happy because I'm not a fan. He'd destroy us if he could. He's trying to. That is a Democrat plan. Biden's policies are frightful. Against Americans, they are spiteful. That's why his approval's so low. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Yeah. Uh huh. If you'd like to hear uh, these. Parodies. If you'd like to hear the opinions on the show and the great guests on the show, you can check out the podcast. We've divided it into two one-hour segments every day, and you can uh, so, you know you can use it when you're working out or you're going to be blowing off your driveway if you live in the middle uh, the Midwest like I do. Uh, just go to NewsmaxTV.com/slash/podcast for all the digital platforms, and if you would. So subscribe and share it with others because we want to get to a million downloads a month and then beyond. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. European American Armory Corp., or EAA Corp., is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol. EAA Corp. has it. 
EAA's 1911 series comes in compact, carry, or full size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. It's uh, Thursday, the 22nd of December. That is uh, one of the three French hens. Like three, three French hens, which I will summarily uh, dress and stuff and stick in an oven for Christmas. Hi, welcome to it, guys. This is the last show of this show this year, all right, so I'm going to be taking a vacation uh, tomorrow and through the next week, and Mary Walter is going to be filling in. She's going to be doing a great job, as she always does. She's going to join us on the show today. Uh, also, we have other special guests. We have other special guests today, including the guy who does all the funny songs on the show. Jim Gossett is going to join us on the show today. We'll get to know Jim a little bit. And then next hour... Azra Nomani, she's uh, very gotten quite famous appearing before Congress and raising hell with regard to Loudoun and Fairfax County. She is the uh, the tip of the spear on the CRT and other nonsense that has happened in America's schools. She is instrumental in getting uh, a Republican governor in the state of Virginia. I I'm not kidding. Well, the latest shooter drop there is that in Fairfax County, kids were not notified of a gigantic uh, academic honor that would have saved them thousands and thousands of dollars on tuition. And the fact that the school system uh, sequestered this information, a lot of kids missed out on opportunities of a lifetime. So uh, we'll have uh, her on next hour. Just alerted uh, the story uh, in the last uh, 12 hours or so. So we'll get to all of that the, uh, the today. Oh, by the way, where I am right now, it is exactly zero degrees. It was negative two earlier when I got out of bed. So that's no wind chiller and that's no feels like temperature. That's the new thing. It's like feels like temperature. Oh, really? You know what feels like temperature? You know my wife's feels like temperature on her feet is? Uh, feels like a dead body laying next to me. That's that's what if you, you know, put the toes up against me, it feels like a dead body. Uh, but anyway, uh, two zero degrees out here. So I decided I'd get on there and I would uh, text my family just a few minutes ago because uh, it's zero degrees in Kansas City and, and straight up the Midwest toward Canada. Where and thank you Canada for doing this to us. I know what you're. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to overthrow America. By freezing us out, or anyway, uh, my sister, uh, my, well, my cousin, my my niece actually, she said a negative twelve in uh, in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, with a uh, wind chill of negative what uh, thirty two, and then my uh, sister in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, negative uh, sixteen is the temperature and a wind chill of negative forty seven. Now, for those of you who don't know. What uh, zero degrees feels like? Maybe you're in Florida. Maybe you're, you know, in Texas or whatever. Uh, there is no doubt about it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't care where you are, what you do, whatever. It's cold. 
It is cold. This is the, the kind of weather you need to plug your car in so it'll start the next day. Uh, it's it's frigid, but it is snowing. And honestly, you know, if it's going to a snow, you know, or, uh, might as well. Might, if it's going to be cold, might as well. Might as well snow. So uh, anyway, if you are in the middle of this, what do they call it? A bomb front or t- 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 I don't know what. Whatever. Anyway, it's. They, they, and oddly enough, it's kind of strange because normally in a weather event like this, you know, uh, they immediately say it's because, you know, we exhale carbon dioxide and global warming, climate change, acid rain, uh, killer bees, murder hornets, whatever, right? Um, oddly enough, they haven't done that. It's kind of funny. Normally, like when there's a school shooting, immediately it's get rid of the guns. It's the guns. The guns are the problem. And whenever there's a climatological event uh, they immediately start saying, global warming, global warming, but maybe because it's so cold, maybe the reason they don't do that, maybe the reason they don't do that is because uh, windmills stop working when it's this cold. And so do electric vehicles. The electric vehicles and batteries become very slow and they don't go very well. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the reason. I'm thinking that's probably the reason for all of that. But but before we go further, we're going to be highlighting some great Christmas classics today. We're beginning to look a lot like Cuba. Jim Gossett. Protections have all failed. Corrupt. Your freedoms, they have been nixed. Elections, they are all fixed. If you even question it, you're jailed. FBI. Joe's beginning to look a lot like Castro, dictator in disguise. Omnibus spending bill. The media state run protects Joe and his son. The will of his own people he defies. We're beginning to look a lot like Cuba. Cuba. Down the tubes we go. But the thing that scares me the most is our freedom could soon be toast. Thanks to Sleepy Joe. Thanks to Democrats and Sleepy Joe. All right. Now, we are going to cover the day's events. Don't get me wrong. We're also going to have some highlights from the previous year uh, with regard to some satire we've done. Uh, if I get to it, we're going to do the dumbest quotes of the year. We're going to have some of that. If we have time for all of this, because, you know, it's it's all in flux. Uh, 800-922-6680 if you'd like to chime in. So... I was thinking about a quote this morning, and uh, with regard to all of the uh, the nonsense, the gaslighting, the ruling against the will of the American people, like we're seeing right now in Washington D.C. with the forcing through of this uh, this omnibus spending bill. That, uh, by the way, just an, a non scientific poll on Twitter, which is populated by the left and the right and the whole deal, right? A little bit, a few more people on the right, but even the left is saying no on it. Seventy to thirty percent, they're saying no. No. And the quote that I thought of was, despotism never ends well for those in charge. Despotism never ends well for those in charge. And right now we're seeing the culmination of a lot of things. We are seeing the culmination of the FBI and the DHS and other federal agencies becoming a deep state meant to censor thought, meant to incarcerate people uh, unnecessarily, meant to go after political enemies 
stories with endless investigations. Uh, you've got uh, now a, a guy comes from another country and demands another $45 billion, and he's so in the tank he knows that we're going to bend over and take it that he shows up wearing a track suit to speak before Congress. Now, I don't care what you think about Ukraine. I don't care what you think about our, our uh, uh, giving them money hand over fist and all that. But I'm going to tell you what, Jackweed, when you show up in Congress, you get dressed up in a damn suit and you respect the country and you don't say we're not giving you enough. And you certainly don't bring your flag and drape it over the, uh, the, the, the whatever the hell in Congress while an American flag stays in a box. Okay, let's just get that out of the way right now. You show up here, you are penitent, not necessarily like worshiping us, but dear God in heaven, you have to look at the United States of America and be grateful that we're even on your side in this. So that's all I'm going to say about Vladimir Zelensky showing up yesterday and, and Democrats uh, showing up like handmaidens to carry him into the, uh, the well of the, uh, of, the, of the Senate to speak, or the House, I should say, to speak before Congress wearing a track suit. All right, that's, that's all I'm going to say about it. That's all I'm going to say about it. If you want to show up with your hand out, wear a damn suit. Okay. I feel better now. Sorry, uh, just not the way you do it. All right? Uh, I don't wear jeans to church either. Again, I'm not meaning to say the U.S. government is any way, shape, or form some sort of godlike whatever. Dear God in heaven, they're the opposite of that. But I'm going to tell you, with all of this malfeasance that we've been hit with in the last couple of years and all of it being exposed by not only this lawsuit against Joe Biden that is right now in federal court, but also Elon Musk buying of Twitter, despotism will not end well for those in charge. There will have to be a point where we are ungovernable. And I'm not talking about violence. There will be a chance that we, that we have to stop becoming just being the means of production and taxation. Got a lot of thinking to do about that. But we are right now, I think, very ready for a peaceful revolution in this country. Because we have reached the height of abject corruption like we have never seen in our lives. Nakedly obvious. And they still think they're going to get away with it. They still think they're going to get away with all of the FBI saying, oh, yeah, that, 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 uh, that whole thing about FBI colluding with uh, big social media, which, by the way, is absolutely, uh, absolutely proven. There's no doubt about it. Electioneering was going on in two elections. There's no doubt about it. And the FBI says, well, yeah, that's all disinformation. Not going to end well for you, Mr. Ray. Not going to end well for you, Mr. Comey. You're going to be wearing orange jumpsuits. The American people are done with this crap. And then we find out today. Uh, Chuck Schumer said uh, that uh, uh, there's an agreement to advance the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill before Christmas. Against the will of the American people. Against the will of the American people. Now, I had heard that negotiations surrounding the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill stalled in the Senate because Mike Lee, Title 42, has put a wrench in the process, leading some senators to reportedly discuss a short-term spending bill instead. But you see, Democrats want to ram this through because they're going to lose power next year, and this will effectively neuter the Republican House all next year, and nothing will be stopped. So this road to destruction will not stop. 
Following an emergency application filed by a coalition of 19 Republican-led states, U.S. Supreme Court Justice John Roberts halted 42. Senator Lee's Title 42 amendment ties funding to the Department of Homeland Security's Office of the Secretary, Executive Secretary of the Biden administration, keeping Title 4 in place, Title 42 in place. Omnibus, the, the, the NBC said omnibus hits turbulence over GOP Title 42 amendment that could pass the Senate and sink the legislation in House. One Democrat aide reportedly called Lee's amendment a poison pill that could kill the bill in the House. That's what we were hoping for. That's what I was hoping for. That's what the American people want. Lindsey Graham says that uh, 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 he is criticizing Democrat colleagues for failing to allow Lee's amendment a vote. If this bill fails because Senator Lee was not allowed to vote on extending Title 42, it'll be one of the lowest points in the history of the United Senate, the United States Senate. No, sir, you are. The the Senate as is right now is one of the lowest points in the history of the United States Senate. Schumer had said yesterday that if no agreement could be reached, he would file cloture on the omnibus spending package, which would set up a vote for Friday. By hook or by crook, ruling against the American people. That's what it's all about. Some of the things in the bill... 4,500 page of bill, 858 billion for defense, 45 billion for Ukraine, 38 billion for emergency disasters. Lots of earmarks, including $375 million for a new FBI building, $230 million for border security technology, plus 1.56 in border processing funds that can't be used for security. Huh. $70 million for salmon. $575 $575 million for family planning, where population growth harms the environment. That's about abortion. $2.6 billion for January the 6th prosecutions. There's your best deal, kids. Despotism doesn't end well for those in charge. $410 million to enhance border security in the Middle East. $7.5 million to study domestic radicalization phenomenon. That's going after Trump supporters, by the way. $3.6 million for the Michelle Obama walking trail. Wow. $2 million for the Great Blacks in Wax Museum in Baltimore. I would assume, you know, because of the uh, inner city issues in Baltimore, all of the statues will be light on the floor with uh, chalk outlines around them. Yeah, probably. million for vaccine injury trust fund. Oh, that covers uh, vaccines back to 1998. Well, I could go, oh, oh, and then this. Are you ready for the icing on the cake? On the let them eat cake. Renaming a federal building in San Francisco, the Nancy Pelosi Federal Building. Wow, just wow. I've got some great audio from uh, Stephen Miller and others. We're going to talk about what's going on with regard to the Twitter files and the FBI now denying it. We have got, uh, oh, oh, the January 6th, the January 6th. It looks like Nancy Pelosi. It looks like it might have been a shakedown, a little setup action. We'll get to all of that. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. Remember what I told you about Democrats making a mess and rubbing your nose in it? 
<clears throat> and it's, it's a way to uh, uh, demean you and gaslight you and make you feel worthless and all that. You know, things like giving uh, the FBI $375 million for a new building, despite the fact that they are uh, supremely corrupt, supremely corrupt, and their budget is incredible. And by the way, uh, overall, what a 9% increase in spending. With the federal government, that's what they're uh, proposing. Nine percent. What's your what is your uh, raise this year? When is the last time you got a nine percent raise? Oh, never. No, it doesn't happen very often, does it? Doesn't happen very often. Uh, Chuck Schumer is uh, a weasel, and uh, he says they're going to get this thing through. Here is uh, Stephen Miller, who I uh, appreciate greatly, talking about the omnibus spending bill that they're forcing. They, it's, it's like with how they make foie gras. I don't know if you knew this. They just hold the goose and they just jam the food down its throat. That's what's happening. But I think it could be uh, in another direction, if you know what I mean. This is an unmitigated legislative atrocity. This is the worst spending bill in our lifetime. Yeah, it yeah. neuters border security. Yep. It guts immigration enforcement. It ties the hands. Why do you suppose the Democrats want to pass it now? of our border agents and our ICE officers from enforcing duly enacted law, and it does nothing to force Biden to end catch and release. Now, if I'm not mistaken, about 70% of the American people think the country is going in the wrong direction. Voting against this would be uh, a uh, righting the ship. But instead what they're doing is they're continuing the same direction for at least one more year. Even though, in mere days, House Republicans would take over and, if given the chance, pass a provision on the spending bill, ending catch and release, and forcing Biden to deport illegal aliens. Here's a little bit more from uh, Stephen Miller. I, I would encourage you to call the Capitol switchboard. I just don't think, I don't think they're listening to us, to be quite honest. As we speak right now, an American patriot, Mike Lee, is fighting, desperately fighting, to get border security on this bill. But it doesn't just finance open borders. It finances critical race theory. And the this thing finances the destruction of the United States, the continued downward spiral of the entire country, the breach of our border. Uh, it, uh, it rewards the deep state for punishing its political enemies, which, by the way, um, they're you. form of equity and anti-racism. It finances the radical gender ideology that is destroying the education and the welfare of our children. It finances one radical left-wing initiative after another, enmeshing Democrat priorities into every aspect of this government. And all we would need to stop this madness is a two-week CR, a two-week short-term bill, so that Kevin McCarthy and the House Republicans can stand up for this country. Instead, tonight, we have the spectacle of people waving the flag of Ukraine, while nobody in leadership in the Senate is standing up for the United States of America. Enough already. Yeah, I think uh, uh, the entire Senate, well, most of it. It's a joke. They don't represent you and me. They go to Washington, D.C., and they spend their whole damn lives telling us how to live ours and then taking our money and spending it like they are board members on a $5 trillion company that really doesn't produce anything. It produces cronyism, and it rewards, it rewards our enemies, and it rewards malfeasance. Let's go to Todd in Catonsville, Maryland, on this Thursday. Hello there, Todd. Welcome to the show. What's going on, brother? Hi, Merry Christmas. You too, sir. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. You know, the way they spend money, I, I'm starting to get real resentful for the way they pick my pocket every payday, the way they spend money like it's water. Billions yeah. here, millions there. You know, people need to hear when they say they're sending 25 or $28 billion 
to the Ukraine, they're sending $28,000 million on top of the $45,000 million they sent before. That's a lot of money. And, you know, the best thing about it is Biden could fix the whole thing for free. All he has to do is do a 180 on his energy policy and break Putin's back as far as the oil market. Yeah. I don't understand the complexity of, of it, to be to be honest, Todd. But it's very clear that uh, there are a lot of people <clears throat> outside of... You know what? We, we're becoming an oligarchy, Todd. That's really what we are becoming. It is the template. We've got people who go into Washington, D.C. They become exceedingly rich. People like Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. They've never made anything in their lives, but they exit with hundreds of millions of dollars. They enrich their cronies in... Uh, in, uh, you know, defense and in social media and uh, slather them with all sorts of money and they reinforce. And uh, so it's a it's a corporate government thing. It is an oligarchy. That's what we are right now. And we've got to start being ungovernable. This is the Rob Carson Show back with my friend Jim Gossett. Does all the funny songs on the show coming up. Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. Before we get to our next guest, let's hear one of his hits, just in time for Christmas, from Al Sharpton. Jim Gossett. You know Jesse Jackson, he's such a race baiter. <laughs> you know Screwy Louie, you know he's a hater. Yeah. But do you recall <laughs> the biggest poverty pimp of them all? Who's that, Al? Shopton, the phony reverend. <laughs> Never seems to deal in facts. He's made life so much better. And if you ever noticed... He never pays his income tax. Just look at Baltimore. When I'm not making trouble. And St. Louis. Shaking someone down for dough. And Ferguson. I butcher the English language. Detroit, Chicago. On my stupid TV show. And everywhere else. Reverend Warnox, just like me, fake preacher all the way. <laughs> he loves abortion, hates police. Yeah. The taxpayers, he likes to fleece. MSNBC loves me. Though my show's a total mess. Yeah, no ratings. Shopton, the phony reverend. <laughs> We'll never pay the IRS. There you go, that is. Make your Christmas donations payable to the Committee Against Substandard Housing. Or use go. the abbreviation, CASH. There you go. Let's go to uh, Jim Gossett on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, my friend, and Merry Christmas. How are you today? Well, Rob Carson, I don't, I'm glad you played my song, but I wanted to take issue with you early in the week coming out against the reparations. I think yes. I can explain the, the whole reparation thing that your listeners can understand if you'll just follow me for a second. Sure, sure. You should agree with me on reparations because anybody that voted for Joe Biden owes Trump voters gas money, right? <laughs> yes. yes. You know, Reverend Al, uh, I, I like talking to you, but is there any way that uh, we could talk to former President Clinton? Is he is he there with you? Are you hanging out, having a little Christmas party today? I, I love you, Rob. I love your show. We don't see eye to eye on anything. I'll tell you kind of a funny Christmas story, if you yeah. don't mind. Sure, go ahead. Hillary said to me yesterday, she said, Bill, whatever you do, don't get me anything big for Christmas. So I said, I guess that rules out pants. <laughs> 
you know, you know that uh, you, you know the Harvey Weinstein trial the other day. They said you, they actually said this: Harvey did not invent the casting couch. Well, you know, Hillary didn't invent the noose or the thirty-eight revolver. So anyway. <laughs> Jim, uh, out of character, Jim Gazzard. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm Excellent. really enjoying working with you and collaborating. And I got to tell you, I mean, there's so many examples. El Paso. I would have never yes. thought of that in a million years. <laughs> if you had said that. Well, you know, we've got a, we've got a things in common here. You know, I I've been uh, I started writing comedy for Rush Limbaugh uh, right. back in in. in uh, from God. From God. Yes. And yeah. and it, it was interesting because I would be like he'd throw Just ideas at me. He'd say, we need a song about whatever. And I say, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. You're that way with me. I'll say, okay, well, what do we got here? We got the border crisis. And I know there's a song called Out in the West Texas Town of El Paso. See, I know because I was in music radio for 20 plus right. years. So I know all these songs. But let me ask you, let me ask you, Jim, because um, when I when I throw an idea, I'll write a few lines or I'll write whatever, and then you take it over. Tell me about your creative process. I'm curious because w whenever I was given an, like a, a seed of an idea, that's when the creative process explodes, and that is what I think happens with you. Because I don't know how you turn this stuff around so fast, bro. I, I think, and you know this, Rob. This is the thing about it in comedy. I mean, for a long time when I was just doing comedy, you kind of, you know, you kind of become like Ronnie Dangerfield. I mean, you do the same jokes over and over <laughs> because you're playing a different people. Yes. My wife can't tell nothing right. I took her to the ballet. She forgot the sandwiches. Radio, you can't do that. You've got, even if you're throwing you-know-what up against the wall, you just got to do it. And uh, I used to be on a morning show in Atlanta. I, I, I've been on several. And you know what? You've, whether it's great, you've got, and so the, the, the clock, if you said to me, uh, write me a song in three months, I'd never write it. But if you yep. say, I'm going on at noon, I can get it done. I remember that one of um, Carson's writers, I'm trying to think, the big tall guy, Pat, yeah. Pat McCormick. Okay. Remember Pat McCormick? He oh, actually, I remember Pat he, McCormick. He yeah. actually squeaked on my show. He said he used to have to go run cold water in a sink five minutes before the show and, and stick his head there to write the monologue. <laughs> Well, it, it, it is matter, very. In fact, I, I thought I thought of your namesake today. I thought of your namesake. This is Johnny. Oh, yes. I got to tell you, it was yes, so cold last night. You know how cold it was. How cold was it, Johnny? Yes. It, it was so cold that Jeffrey Tubin was just describing himself. Not so cold. <laughs> I want to play a little bit of El Paso real quick. I want to do that. Hold All on right. one second. We, we referred to it. We got to play it. In. Just came up with the, this week actually about the border crisis. Down in the West Texas town of El Paso, Biden blew our southern border by plan. <laughs> Joe won't go down there and deal with the crisis, cause he's a dunce and a senile old man. Now, uh, Jim, the thing is, when you when you write a song parody, what you have to do is you have to you have to look at the lyrics of the original song. You have to come up with lyrics that are similar to the original song, so they sound. Well, similar. And then exactly. you've also got to make a point with humor. Right. You've got to, and you do, you don't just, you're not making a goofy song. You're not talking about like, you know, listen, uh, Al, Al, uh, Weird Al Yankovic is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Fat is uh, not exactly a political statement. Um, brilliant song. But the stuff that we, you and I do, you have to make a point with humor that is true. You're not, you don't make up stuff when you, when you, so when you look at the events of the day, how do you prepare yourself when I, like, throw a song idea at you? 
Well, I mean, one of the things that we look at is brevity, and we look at not repeating ourselves. And you talk about Weird Al, who I like, and you talk about the Capitol Steps, and I actually have done shows with them. And what they do is they they do the whole song, they do the bridge, the chorus is the same. And if you notice, when I come back and re-sing a chorus, it's going to be different words. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Because like you said, the lyrics are the point in this. I mean, we're jumping off of a parody, but the lyrics are crucial. I mean, there's so many examples about collaboration. I didn't even know Master of the House. Oh, really? Oh, oh, I got to get this out. That's one of the most popular things, at least on social media. I've done that live. I've I've done that live. know the song and i know i know i think your your producer didn't know it no speaker of the house we did we did a song i'm gonna play it today because this is the last time we're gonna do it is nancy pelosi the speaker of the house i thought of a song from the uh the musical les miserables and i sent it to jim and he's like i don't know now i didn't know you didn't know the song but you did it anyway here here's the song about nancy pelosi here's what he did with it hold on There's more bang for the buck, is the term they use, by investing in food stamps than in the tax. <laughs> Here it is. Nazi's not well. She's not all there. Close down a shop just to do her hair. There's truth. Right there, there's truth. Before she speaks, yes. she doesn't think. Thanks to Botox, she cannot blink. See, there you go. And, it, it, and it's got to have jokes. It's got to have jokes. Right. You know, and and you are the master of the of the joke. Yeah, I got I got another one here. I want This is pretty big. This is um, uh, remember five bucks, uh, five dollars a gallon in rising. Oh sure. sure. And these are these are songs. And you know why I know these songs, Jim? Because my mom had these records. Oh, my mom had Johnny Cash. My mom yeah. had Marty Robbins. Yeah. My mom had these. I mean, I heard some of them on the radio, but a lot of it I listened to it as a kid. Here's a little bit yeah. of uh, the the uh, gas prices rising. This is what Jim did with a song that most people don't know by Johnny Cash. How high is gas prices, mama? She said five bucks a gallon and rising. How high is gas prices, papa? He said six bucks a gallon and rising. Joe Biden, he don't have our back. We can't drill and we can't frack. The economy is under attack. Six bucks a gallon and rising. Now, Jim, you do these songs live, and I've seen—I haven't seen you live personally, but I've seen video yeah. tapes. So, what what percentage of your of your uh, show that you do live is parody, song parody, and just monologuing? It depends. It depends on the situation. It depends on the, you know uh, tech people. Like if you give them forty tracks to play, it's a train wreck. Uh, if you notice, sometimes I have a <laughs> yes. piano player, Johnny Perrazzo, who really makes it a lot easier. And if I'm doing a show like that you've promoted and people are are from my days in Atlanta that know me as conservative and I tilt it that way, then it's more like probably 30, 40 percent. But, you know, I get stuck in a situation where there's no tech guy. There's no way to play from the stage. I mean, I did parody. I kind of came late to me live. I never thought about it because I'm an idiot. But I could do 60 minutes without ever doing a song. But now I want to. (laughs) The showstopper, the showstopper, and I'm not just saying this to us. Well, I got to say one more thing. I don't know how much more time you got. I mean, this is the God's honest truth. Yes, sir. Uh, I, is that your show, if I wasn't a part of it, I would listen to it every day. Oh, thank you. Doing stuff that nobody's doing, and I'm not going to name names, 
unless you want me to company wise. There's <laughs> no. some other people I work for. If you can't talk about the stolen election anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've there's added, a lot of there's had, a lot of had, there's there's some hosts that have actually edited those references out. Oh no no you no! Know. You can't you can't do that. You know here's here's the thing. Uh, I mean, it's your I opinion. Can't even, I can't even say stuff like uh, you know due to a glitch in the Fulton County election system, some Warnock votes were only counted once. I can't yeah. say that joke. Jim, uh, so one of the things that I say, Jim, and uh, thank you for your compliment because that means a lot to me, knowing that you enjoy listening to the show because I, I admire well, I, you. Know, How, I, you know, because I'm an egomaniac, I was just listening for my songs and say, "Oh, the hell with that guy." No, I'm just kidding. And now I'm listening. <laughs> now I'm listening to the whole three hours. Let me finish, and I know I'm interrupting you. Go ahead, go the ahead. Showstopper, go ahead. the showstopper, and we collaborate. I do my own thing. You do your own thing. This is totally a Rob Carson creation. To take your jab and shove it. Oh, stop! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Another thing, you talk about learning a song. I mean, I do some good impressions, uh, like with Marty Robbins. That's really me. That's not him. I said I can't. And I, in all my, in all modesty, I think in about thirty minutes, I learned to do a pretty good half, half. You know what, Johnny Paycheck. I know. Here but it is. Let, I'm, I'm gonna. gonna but I go take this jab and stick it, and I have to stop because people are applauding. I love it. Here it is. That's a Rob Carson creation. Here it is. Take this jab and stick it. I ain't getting no vaccine. Joe Biden's stupid mandate. The dumbest thing that I've ever seen. Oh, that that one, I tell you what, it's good to know that's that's huge. I knew it was going to be a home run, Jim. The point that I love, though, is at the end when I say, it's my body, it's my choice. Ain't that what you liberals say? (laughs) Jim, Jim, can you hold on through the break? I, I want to hold on to the break and come back with you because there's much more I want to ask you. It is yeah. such a pl- – Jim, I've known you. I mean, I've, no, I've never met you, all right? But we've been, we've been kind of passing yeah. – you know, having, I've been having you on shows and I've been talking to you sure, and everything. Sure. And, and it's just such a pleasure going to have you to on. the city, yeah, going back to – and you're still there. I'm we sure. have to do a parody of that, too. over the country, so who cares where you are? Exactly. All right, well, hold on one second. More with Jim Gossett on the other side of this break. This is the Rob Carson Show. The Swamp Feasts, while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. A recession, that is what we're in. (laughs) No one can deny. The White House is attempting spin, but the numbers do not lie. This is Jim Gossett. The GDP was negative for two quarters in a row. That's true, by the way. That's a recession, and it's always been time to face the music joke. There you go, and then there's a, there's a joke, and it's the truth. Jim Gossett on the Newsmax or Hotline. That's the thing that makes it, man. you got to make it true. You can't lie about comedy. Two quarters of negative growth is a recession. When you you contest the Al Gore election, you contest Trump-Hillary 2016, it's admirable. When you contest 2020, it is a crime. You don't don't even receive bail. Jim, let me me ask you this, because one of the things that I have said is I uh, have come up with a mantra, which is, um, uh, it is... um, Oh, I'm drawing. <laughs> of course, I'm drawing a blank on it. Stupid. Uh, dissent. Dissent is not disinformation. 
dissent is not disinformation. We've been told the last two years, this is hard for you, it's hard for me, because we make our living off of freedom of expression. Right. And we've been told we can't have an opinion about everything. And we know now what that was and who guided it. That was the federal government. They tried to actually create a division. It's actually still working. A Department of Disinformation. Jim, have you ever in your life as a comedy writer, somebody as a performer, have you ever heard anything like this where some things were not some opinions were not able to be had and it came from our federal government well two things you read a a email i sent you about me basically being canceled in corporate comedy yeah Uh, and i as i said in the email i don't do anything as uh biting as what we do i just do impressions of politicians i just do george w bush you know butcher the english language we must uh we must worry about these egregious atrocities. We must remain defiant. And I, and I do Bill Clinton being a womanizer, you know, and, yeah. and nothing – and Trump loving himself, you know, nothing bad. And now you can't even do that. Unbelievable. I went to so, William Shatner. I can't even do that anymore. It's crazy. But you – By the way, yes. if you get an email that says Justin Bieber sings Christmas carols, don't open the link. It's a link to Justin Bieber singing Christmas carols. <laughs> Here's one that we did that nobody's talking about because uh, suddenly after the attack at Paul Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi's home, oh. uh, you couldn't say anything about it. The NBC reporter who said oh, that he right. actually greeted the door. He's gone. Here's a little bit of the song we did. Yeah, the Paul Pelosi story. Here it is. Paul Pelosi. Jim Gossett. If he had a hammer... Where's the footage from the evening? All this is is asking questions that the media should be asking. Where's the footage from the break-in committed by this man? There's nothing in here. Why was he wearing undies? Who knows? Could there have been a third man? Who knows? Why did Paul call him a friend if he didn't know, know this man? So you didn't you didn't say anything you didn't infer anything you just asked the questions that the media should be asking about this hammer attack in I don't, this I don't believe in coincidences I don't know if you remember this part but when you played that and did a, a whole segment on it the NBC story out of San Diego or San Francisco was scrubbed from the internet Wow the, all all of the details that are in that song came from a reporter I think at an NBC affiliate in Frisco <laughs> You cannot find it. It disappeared quicker than my crypto investment. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yes. I, I got to tell you, uh, off off subject, but Sam Bankman fried being extradited to America came as a surprise to me that he survived the Bahamian jail. I thought for sure they'd, he'd do a Jeffrey Epstein faux show. I thought it was well, over. I, mean, I know. And, 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 and you, you, have to, you have to wonder. I mean, the thing about Jeffrey a- Epstein... He died from hanging. Yeah, hanging around with the Clintons. There you go. There you go. So I, mean, I never knew Suicide Watch meant watching the guy commit suicide. And now they're saying, <laughs> after the second after the second conviction in Los Angeles, that Harvey Weinstein is on Suicide Watch. And in the words of Jay Leno, boy, talk about a problem taking care of itself, there. <laughs> Jim, we, we've got to run here. We're we're oh, on a short time. I want to have you on again. It's been too damn long. We should have had you on sooner, but. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want. I hope that in the coming year, as the show grows, and, and we've only been on the air for this is the first year we've been on the air, yeah. Yeah. and and as it grows, and we're adding some major giant affiliates, the biggest market mm-hmm. in the country, actually, um, that that hopefully awesome. you and I will get on stage because I think you and I will destroy the crowd. Oh, I've already got it written. <laughs> <laughs> 
will be like uh, Dave Chappelle. We'll be into hour four or something like oh that. Oh, my God. It'll be ridiculous. Can, so, can, I, can, I leave, can I end with one Christmas message from Pope Francis? Do you mind if I do that? Oh, of course, of course. Well, if anybody knows of any lonely old people out there in the Rob Carson audience who will be eating Christmas dinner alone because they have no family or close friends, can they please call me? I need to borrow some chairs. <laughs> Jim, God bless you, bro. Check out jimgossettcomedy.com. I got to run. Oh, we'll talk way, again I soon. Ca- by the way, I am a Catholic, too, so please don't report me too. that joke. All right, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. You're on the go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. Hey guys, it's Rob Carson. I hope you enjoyed the best of the Rob Carson Show this weekend. If you don't know already, I am live in the famed Rush Limbaugh slot. Noon to 3 Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country. And the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Just search Rob Carson Show or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast to see all available platforms. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? Follow me on social media. And above all, don't catch the stupid. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.